As Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the towns of Bethphage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead. On ahead, go into that village over there. He told them, and as soon as you enter it, you will see a colt tied there that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you what are you doing, just say, "The Lord needs it, and will return it soon." The two disciples left and found the colt standing in the street, tied outside the house. As they were untying it, some bystanders demanded, "What are you doing, untying the colt?" They said what Jesus has told them to say, and they were permitted to take it. They then they brought. The called to Jesus and threw their garments over it, and he sat on it. Many in the crowd spread their coats in the on the road ahead of Jesus, and others cut leafy branches in the fields and spread them along the way. He was in the center of the procession, and the crowds all around him were shouting, "Praise God! Bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Bless the coming king, kingdom of our ancestor David! Praise God in highest heaven!" So Jesus came to Jerusalem and went into the temple. He looked around carefully at everything, and then he left because it was late in the afternoon. Then he went out to Bethany with the twelve disciples. Thank you very much. We love Bible stories. Who likes that as their favourite Bible story? I like it as my favourite Bible story because we're doing it today, and we're making palm leaves, and we're going to be waving them, same as in the story. So we're going to act out the story later on. Fantastic! Yay! I'm afraid we couldn't find a donkey, Yvonne. Else there would be a donkey. Don't worry. Never mind. Right, so we've been making our, our palm branches, and we've heard the story about what the people in the Bible did with their palm branches on the day that, that uh, Jesus came into Jerusalem on the donkey, and they were shouting something called Hosanna. Now, who knows? We've just written Hosanna on one side of our leaf. Who knows what Hosanna means? It's a funny word, isn't it? I bet you don't learn that at school, Lexi. Did you learn what Hosanna means at school? No. Did anybody else learn what Hosanna means at school? No, I didn't either. So I tell you what, I'm going to tell you what it means, shall I? Fancy that? This this word Hosanna actually comes from a Hebrew phrase in the Old Testament, which is now I can't pronounce it, Hoshiana. Something like that, anyway. Anyway, so it's a Hebrew phrase, but this Hebrew phrase is only mentioned once in the Old Testament, and it's in Psalm 118, verse 25. And it's a cry to God for help in that psalm. It says, basically, save me, please. So it's a kind of, "Ah, save me, kind of cry, a, a shout. If you want to have a picture, mental picture of how you might use this phrase, it's a bit like if you were at the swimming baths and somebody pushed you off the diving board before you learned to swim and you fell into the water and you'd be going, ah! <laughs> bit like that. Okay, so I need another demonstration of what the, the Old Testament 
Hosanna means it's as if you fall into the swimming pool when you can't swim, and it's like, I think everybody needs to do that, in fact. So we need to, so when it was the Old Testament, this is what Hosanna means. Everybody, you ready? Well done. Brilliant. Now, over the years, the phrase changed its meaning slightly. You know how words change their meaning sometimes as we go over time. Well, in the, in the Psalm, in Psalm 118, it's immediately followed by a verse that says, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So it's like the cry for help was immediately answered in, in the psalm. So it had a help, and then it was, here's the answer. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And so gradually, the, the, the meaning of the phrase changed from save me to meaning salvation is here. It's coming so it's, if we're going back to our swimming analogy, the Old Testament version of Hosanna was, ah! Yeah, we got that. The, uh, the, the New Testament version, gradually, as, as the, it had gone um, along, it sort of now means, hooray for salvation. It's coming. It's, it's a kind of despair to hope kind of change of the phrase and the meaning. So can we, can we do a, 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 an Old Testament and a New Testament uh, Hosanna again? Old Testament. New Testament. Hooray! Well done, everybody. So we've got an idea of how Hosanna changed over, over time. And so by the time that people were waving their, their palm branches, they were saying, hooray, salvation has come. Here is Jesus on the, on the donkey. They recognize from their Bible knowledge that this, is, this was their salvation, and they were saying, hooray. So now what we'd like you to do is go back to your leaf, find your leaf, and write the meaning of Hosanna on the back. So you can... Jobs in the world, I think it is. But I have to work so many weeks a year there. So if something happens, I have to make sure I make it up. Like, I go another day or another week to sort out. I get the right number of weeks in a year. So, a few months ago, I had to go to a funeral. That's, that's all right. But I went to one school and told them, I've got to go to a funeral next week. And her response in the office was, well, that's okay, but can you make the time up, please? Just like that. Matter of fact, I thought, oh, thanks very much. And uh, then I went to the next school, and she said, are you all right? And I thought, a very different response to the same sort of statement, the same question. It was because she had a different relationship to me, maybe. She knew me a bit better. Instead of saying just an office thing, she was more like a friend. And she was saying, oh, the person who's died, did it matter to you? Are you okay about it? Lots of us, most of us really, have to go shopping. Maybe to some of these places. Probably not Quicksave anymore or Gateway, but some of these other places you might go to. And maybe you go to these places for certain reasons. Maybe it might be where the shop is or the range of foods or maybe they do a delicious dessert and only they do it. And you think, I'm going to go there just for that. Or the prices might be low or the opening times, that sort of thing. 
So it might be that you go to a place just for any of those reasons. It might be the same with who you vote for. You know, we're going to sort of, some of us will be voting in a few months' time for Brexit or not. But it might be you like some politicians and you don't like some other politicians. Here's perhaps a man that a lot of people don't like. But I've got a question for you. Do you think he's from Yorkshire? (laughs) (laughs) Margaret, is he from Yorkshire? Margaret, can you tell me how you'd say his uh, surname backwards, please? Is he from Yorkshire? He isn't he? E bargum. So, don't Yorkshire people say that? Okay, so you might think he's from Yorkshire, but of course, he was from southern Rhodesia in 1924. So he's not really from Yorkshire. But that was a side issue. I learned that this week and I thought it was very humorous. <laughs> so, politicians, going back to those. So, we might vote for the way our parents voted, or we've read all the manifestos, or we know one of the candidates. And so we just vote the way we do for that kind of reason. We heard the story earlier from Sujin about Jesus going into Jerusalem. And I wonder how the people thought about Jesus then. They were shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna. And Jill's told us all that, what that means. But maybe they wanted a political messiah. They didn't like the horrible Romans from the horrible histories. And they wanted to be rescued politically and culturally. But Jesus wasn't the political Messiah. He came as a spiritual Messiah. And maybe a lot of people there weren't thinking about him going to save them from their sins and saving them and making them into sort of changed people. But they were wanting to say, yes, save us from the Romans. Or maybe some people there did say, oh yeah, savers, we need saving. They knew what Jesus was about. But remember, just a few days later, perhaps some of those people that were saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, yay, were saying, crucify him. Crucify him. How do you see Jesus? Perhaps you've grown up in church. And you've got a good idea of what Jesus is like. Or maybe you haven't grown up in church and you just kind of, you sort of hear people say it as a swear word or you hear him now and again or you know some of the Bible stories. But how do we see Jesus ourselves? Do we just see him in the pages of the Bible? Have we got a relationship with him? Jesus said something very important. Maybe startling, maybe really surprising to what his audience would have heard. Maybe it surprises us today. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It would be very easy if Jesus said, I am a way. I am a truth. I'm a way to the Father. But it was explicit. And so we need to remember what Jesus is saying is really important. And we need to remember things like that, that he said. And we need to make a response. We're going to finish there with the talk now. But we're going to sing a song again. We're going to sing, we want to see Jesus lifted high. And